Thank you for listening to the program. I'm starting uh, to study in Revelation, uh, first chapter, first verse. And if you'll bear with me, I'll try to bear with me. But in all seriousness, the first verse of Revelation to me is the first word is profound. The revelation. You hear people say, I had a revelation or something like that. The word translates uh, appearing or manifestation. or We might say epiphany, I don't know. But a revelation. The word itself means, revelation means something has been covered up and the cover has been taken off. That is revelation, reveal something. It's made of two Greek words. One of them means to take off, uh, deny something, to take it off, go away from it, deny yourself this oppo. And then kalupto is to put the cover on, to hide it. Uh, And if you think back when he was here, or what we have here in the record, and even today, I mean, uh, he said then, and it's true today, if nobody can know me, come to me, know me, unless it were given to him. He asked Peter, who am I? Oh, I know who you are, love uh, Lord, the, the son of the living God. He said, the men on the street corner don't think, no, they think you're a great prophet, but I know who you are. We know who you are. And I'm not, I mean, I would have said that too, I guess, but when I knew who he was, but the way I was saved, I didn't grow up, I grew up to be a Christian, but I knew I wasn't. And when I was, by the time I was 18, 19, I was everything but that. I didn't, and I wanted to be, I guess, in a way, and and tried. I I don't know. I thought I did. But by the time I was 19 or 20, I knew I wasn't and never looked back. And so when he came into my heart that moment of that day when I was 28 years old, he was revealed to me. The cover was taken off. I knew instantly who he was. And before that, it didn't matter how you presented, <clears throat> and I could have been the people alive in his day. I wouldn't have known who he was no more than they did. And you think back then, some of them knew who he was, and he was telling Peter, if you do, you're blessed by God. He's revealed me who I am. But if you don't, and they didn't, they were hidden. I'm pointing that out to say when he comes back to the earth, John says here in verse 7, Behold, uh, every eye shall see him. Those which pierced him, the kindred, all men on the earth, all kindreds, all families of the earth, all, all, all the world on the earth will wail because of him. And even so, let it be. Amen. Let it be. Uh, but that he does say, and in that way, he, the cover is taken off. And I don't believe a single person, when he comes back, uh, in their own time and order, in place and time there. I don't know, one way. One, in Revelation 19, the clouds are open. I saw heaven open. And a white horse and he that rode on it. I think right then, everybody that looks at him like it says in, uh, I forget where in Revelation, but it says when they, uh, maybe in the Old Testament too as well, they run to the rocks and cry out, the wrath of God and the Lamb, that's in Revelation 2, has come. Who shall stand Nobody can, the hour of his, they don't doubt who he is. When they see him, every eye shall see him. I don't think one person, well, I don't know. That may not be him. I don't think so. I know so. Every eye shall see him. 
that means for who he is. The cover will be taken off. Jesus Christ will be revealed in even to the lost. Those that gather together the beast and his armies and those that come against him in the day of Armageddon there and they all come and then he comes back the Lord. They see him and they join forces to fight him. They see him for who they know who it is, but he's not revealed in their hearts. That's when he said there's a lot in the verse where he said the kingdom of God, like Peter said, enter into the everlasting kingdom. The Lord said the kingdom is within you. It's not meat and drink. Paul said that it's not. And the Lord said it's within you. It's not it's not something you can see outwardly as it were. And he said, well, no, the kingdom will see it outwardly. He's talking about the everlasting kingdom that's in the heart. The kingdom on the earth will last a thousand years. And for what it's worth, that's part of Revelation. Revelation is not just a book about seven years or three and a half years or God's plagues or, I don't know, Antichrist. It's nothing. It is about that. I don't mean to say that. But after that, here I am turning pages. No, in uh, Satan's bound and put in the pit, and then he's loosed, and everything goes down. It's over. It's melted down. And then the great white throne happens. And then I saw a new... This is still in Revelation that he gave to us. I saw a new heaven and new earth. First heaven and earth passed away. On this new earth, no sea. I saw new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. Heard a great voice saying, now God is with me. And that's in Revelation. Really is <clears throat> the description. In 22, he showed me a pure river, water of life, clear as crystal. And all that, the, just a powerful description there. And uh, that that's in Revelation. So Revelation is a thousand plus seven years. <laughs> Maybe uh, something like, I don't know. Just trying to make a point in that it's um it's about him in the beginning here these letters to the church i am alpha and omega the very first thing john says i want to remind you of what he said yeah he's going to come and be revealed to the earth but right now he's alpha and omega beginning in the end the lord which is was and always to come the mighty uh, the almighty which is to come but i john was in uh the Isle of Patmos and, and in the Spirit that day, and I heard a great voice saying, I am, <laughs> he said that so clearly, I am the beginning and the end, the first and the last. What you see, the vision here, write it, the stars, lampstand, write that down in a book. And uh, what I, what's happening, what <clears throat> the things that have been and things that are, that I'm going to say, I think he means the letters, the church, so-called, the age. Write that down. And then the things that will be hereafter, that's in chapter 4. And I, you know, that's, I think, looked at a lot as the book of Revelation deals with starting there. But actually, it deals with us, firstly, how he looks at us. And there again, maybe the common belief, I think, is that we won't, see the tribulation i believe we will see the tribulation of uh the persecution of 
the human race under evil as just as much as it always has been. So much in the Paul, uh, Paul's day, they said, uh, we're in the tribulation, aren't we? And he said, no, you haven't seen the Antichrist, have you? The abomination? How could we be? But they were being persecuted and killed, so much so. And I've heard it said many times, I guess, in the last century or hundred, more people martyred than all others put to, uh, centuries put together. So to save, as it were, a very handful of people, that I, I don't see that as the reason. And I believe he gives it in Revelation in the seals, the sixth one, after the fifth seal where the altar, the souls cry out on the altar, how long? And he shakes the earth and then says, look up because your redemption draws nigh. Then the seventh seal is God's judgment. And I believe his people are taken out of that because that's why. If it were just to save them from the persecution of the Antichrist or of or of humans or, or of the image, no, that's been going on. Then that I don't know. I don't know. I just know what I have come to believe, and a whole lot of after forty years of being saved is. Uh, I hope you know what I mean. I had to unbelieve quite a lot of things I was taught to believe that didn't add up. And he called me to study the Bible and teach it, and I had to figure it out and look at it. And they still troubled me. And then, But through time, it's becoming more clear. But anyway, the idea of the revelation of Christ to the earth and all these things like birth pains, and I believe when they start happening, and I believe that first pain really is the abomination. Because before that, he says... Take heed and take heed and 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 in this way think about it maybe that you, you're going to hear about wars rumors of wars but it's not the end you'll hear earthquakes famine but it's not the end people are going to say I'm coming back tomorrow but it's not the end they're going to say they're me that's not the end when you see they'll bring you up before kings and they all got they did all that and were killed but he was saying when you see he was talking to those that would be alive at that time they obviously weren't. And he was saying, though, if you were and if you did, that's what it would be. And then when you see the abomination, then the end has come. That is the end. And that's when then that's the beginning of the sorrows, I believe, is the abomination begins the tribulation. The, the Not the tribulation, but I say that tribulation means persecution, squeezing, pressure, persecution of the church. In fact, in the gospel, the Lord said when those... When the days of the persecution are over, then the powers of the heaven will be shaken. That's the sixth seal here in Revelation. When he shakes the whole earth, it's moved out of his place. Not destroyed. That happens at the end, the greatest earthquake of all. But that earthquake moves everything, gets everybody's attention like a bell. The earth, the giant, the, the earthquake goes. And that's this. He says, then look up because the seventh seal is about to happen. I'm going to unleash the judgment of God, and I'll save you out of that hour. Uh, and, and I'll redeem Look up because your redemption draws nigh. Not look up because the plagues of God fix coming. You're going to be killed out to a... No, uh, see, I just see it differently. But there's a whole lot more reasons than that. And uh, I remember one night I didn't sleep until the, he put it on my heart. You must figure this out. But he said here, you, and it all fit perfectly in that way to me. But in the other way, there was problems. All of a sudden, in all kind of problems. But I, that's not my point here. The point is, he's saying, the birth pains of the earth, they must happen. The day, uh, the, the night comes first before the day. 
the tribute the 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 last the end times is what i should call it the tribulation is the persecution of the church then that's ended like the saints or the souls on the altar how long and he ends that and he redeems them brings them up and they're dead in christ all that happens and that's all concluded then he as it were uh it's just him and those against him and uh it's it's uh, i don't know it's all over but i don't know when they cry i guess ever last one of them will surely have a tear in their eye when they kneel before him i don't know i I don't know the hardness of man the wickedness and the heart of man is deceitful beyond all means who can even know it i don't know i can't understand it i can't but i i do know that that uh, the earth that's going to happen and i'm beginning to realize more and more that as it were i've heard people say that are long gone in heaven that they would live to see their well they didn't see the end times, and I may very well not, and most likely won't. But I've got to be ready, like the Lord told them in Acts, be ready for me to come back, and if, what if you died right now? So I wanted to end with this that I said a person should be able to do. So just kind of getting started there in, in the earth, going through uh, hard, hard times before the lord himself comes and as it were saves mankind and the earth because they're at the point of extinction look at those plagues all the green things all the water turned to blood all that the life dead and everything all it's it's over and the people on the earth and and he comes in as it were every way you want to look at it just like being revealed to mankind in the beginning in the end he comes to save mankind and the earth and everything and he comes in he's uh, he does that, and, and he makes that happen. So in a person's, uh, whether it's the earth, mankind as a whole, or like we was talking about planning the ages, in a, in a person's own life, as a person, you have these stages of life, and in that life, as a believer, uh, there's this obvious stage in place to where uh, Peter said you go through your trial of your faith, you go through many heavy burdens and temptings and testation, uh, testings. They get really the temptations get really hard, really heavy. But he said, stay with it, don't turn back. Whatever you do, and it, then you'll become settled. You become established. And that's what Paul wanted, and that's what they all wanted, and Paul, more than anybody, preached about it, is that's what you need to look for and make that your teleos, your objective, your your completion, be complete in that, move on from just studying, knowing information. That's elementary, that's milk, but it's not what he's asked of us to do is not abide in all the information you can about me. It's abide in my love, and that love is strictly light and he made me realize that one day in a way that pretty much melted me down. But here uh, the world seems to melt down, and it's called, as it were, the tribulation, but it's actually the persecution of God's people, the war against God's people, and they're broken, and there wouldn't be any left if he didn't cut the time short. But then comes the time that God pours out his wrath upon God. Sodom and Gomorrah would just be a picnic compared to what happens at the end when they come, I mean, uh, even when he comes back at the all that, and then at the very end when they rebel one last time, in spite of all the kingdom age, then I don't. It doesn't seem like he does anything but just call fire down. And they're melted. It's over. And John, uh, I, and next thing I knew was at the judgment seat, and then it was all over. And then, but it all began. Eternity began. Uh, future, what, so anyway, um, the idea in a Christian's life of going through these hard times, the darkness, the, the hard times, that they're part of it. They're part of the process. 
I, I don't know that it's possible not to have them. How can you know the day if you don't know the night? How can you know you see if you weren't blind? I don't know. Uh, who am I to say? I just know what happened to me. And Paul told the Galatians, I travel in birth again. I travel in birth again until Christ is formed in you. He didn't mean be saved again. They were all set. And he said, you were running well. What happened? Judaizers, legalizers came in and taught you that, yeah, the works of the law, that's one thing. But uh, circumcision, Paul, he fails to understand that was before Abraham. And Paul wrote Romans explaining, and as it were, in Hebrews, uh, explaining, no, I know all about that. I'm talking about circumcision too because how was Abraham saved by grace before circumcision or after well the answer was before so he was saying I pretty much rest the case we're saved by grace through faith and that faith is a gift of God no man can come unto me unless it were given unto him and those that the Lord has given me shall come to me my sheep hear my voice if you're not my sheep you don't hear my voice I believe for the record um I believe that when God makes the spirit of any creature he knows uh, of a man or an angel, or say mankind, when he makes the spirit of a man, woman, he knows whether they belong to him or not. I believe that. <clears throat> now, but for the believer, the, the, the time of darkness where he says to abide in me and know me and be settled and be formed in me, like he said to the Galatians, what's happened now? You've compromised, frustrated the grace of God. And he said for himself, I don't, I try not to do that. But he said, you've done that and don't even realize it. You've become blind. So that he had to wake them up. And he say, I travel in birth. I'll feel like I'm being, uh, I'm, you know, going through it all with you until Christ is formed again in you to where you realize you're complete in him, not in circumcision. That's what he was saying to them. So that's, that's what I'm saying is that in a Christian's life, it's like in mankind as a person, as it were. They have to go through the dark times, the end times, in order for him to come and, and save them. So for a man, I went through really hard times. I really did. And then I was saved. And then I went through really hard times as a believer, being blind to what he asked me to do, thinking I couldn't do it and it wasn't going to happen. And all that was so much wasted time as a believer, so much wasted opportunity. So many times I could have, um, but now is now, and uh, so uh, hopefully becoming settled to, to some extent, learning what even it is to abide in his love. Without darkness, no part dark. To reach that point is done by faith and by his power alone in you because he is you if you believe you're born again and have a new spirit. That is exactly what has happened. And to not be aware of that is simply the old nature and the old con man alive and well. So the chastening of the Lord and the trials and the things we go through, like John said, your joy is not full. Well, to have fellowship with him, and well, then you have to get rid of the darkness and all that, like the kingdom, and to be part of it. It's in your heart. It's him in your heart. To be part of the kingdom is to be part of the king, to sit at his table, to be with him. But in this life, Paul said, whether here or there, strive to be accepted of him. So in a way of trying to relate to revelation he's been revealed to us but 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 in our hearts has he been hidden then again is to like laodicea have we become blind thinking we see and we've shut him out is that true maybe it was with me so then i had he has to be 
uh, re-revealed and he's knocking on the door saying repent and come back to me and and open the you know and in the cover be so you can see and know him and who he is and so the darkness and the the hard times are good they're good if they bring that about and they very well should bring that about that is the process so the revelation of jesus christ and i didn't really get to i'll cover that i guess later um I'm trying to look at the time. I'll take just a minute here. <laughs> because the word tachometer, everybody knows what a tachometer is in a, in a vehicle. I guess still have them. You know, race car, you know, tachometer, tach. Counts the revolutions, as it were. Revolutions. I mean, every second, every turn, every circle, every the tachometer. <clears throat> That's a Greek word, tachos, is a brief space of time. A very brief space of time, as in one revolution, tachometer. And when you look, watch a tachometer, when you hit the gas, you know, oh, it responds immediately. So the things that are necessary that must happen, the birth pains of the earth, are just like real birth pains. When they start, it may be a little while till the next one, then a little, but, but pretty soon, they're so, and then pretty soon it's over. It happens real quick, as it were. I know there's an exception, but you know what I'm saying. That's what it is. Tachos is, it comes from the verb to be swift, to be prompt. Like James, he uses that when he says, let every man be swift to hear. Be quick. Be swift, be diligent, be prompt. So then you translate that into a noun, you or you come up with a noun after. The, so you have a brief space of time that is very short, and translated tacos translated uh, quickly or speedily, but here shortly. So what I'm trying to say is, it's been two thousand years. He didn't mean it's going to happen in a couple of years. It doesn't mean that at all. He means these things that must happen before I return, they will be like the birth pains of a woman, like of mankind. And it'll happen when they start, and I believe that's the abomination. When they start, it'll be a real quick three and a half years. Like I said, the Satan knew he had a short time. He was very angry. It'll be a short time, all right. But it'll be, as it were, one of the long, if not the longest time on earth. Like the Lord said, never been a time like that before or since. So when you see the abomination, you hit the ground running. Don't even get your suitcase get out or you'll be trapped that's what he said to them if they were to live to see it and for the ones that do that that's what he's saying but the word tachos is, is means these things which must happen is going to be like birth pains the events of all that starting with the abomination then pretty soon the killing of god then this and then that and then the then it's all going to happen really quick the end time it's going to be real quick so that's uh shortly it doesn't mean right away from the time it was written two thousand years ago and at first i was sort of confused i thought well wow <laughs> i guess that's the last days and john does say the last days and uh, he was saying that then and it's still true now it's the days since he came that we're waiting for him to come it's the last days all right and i tried to make this as well two thousand years that's just a couple of days with the lord so uh, it's shortly come to pass shortly be, and I'm not saying that couldn't be true it is in a way but that's not what the word means anyway so it clears up real quick when you say uh, he he showed us uh, things which must they had to happen the the darkest hour has to happen and it's going to be real quick it's going to come to pass real quick
that's what that means. So I appreciate you listening and taking time to listen to the program today.